show from our KCAA radio show on uh, 10, 10.50 a.m. and 106.5 FM in San Bernardino and surrounding areas. Um, Aaron will be joining us shortly. Uh, we have lots of stuff going on. We talked earlier about the Dodgers um, and their great win. All of the folks who are L.A. fans are celebrating today. And, of course, a few took it too far yesterday. Uh, after the game, there was some, some vandalism and some uh, police cars burned and, and, and trashed. And, you know, I, I th when did that become a thing? I remember when it happened once back in the 80s, um, I think the like or the early 90s, when Detroit won a game and there was some trashing in Detroit. Uh, and you kind of went, what the heck is that? You know, we, everybody looked at it as a bazaarness. And now it seems to happen any time a sports team wins anything. It seems like there's always like a big gathering and everybody's happy and then something goes south and it turns into a riot. Um, just about every time a city's team wins something. Um, and I don't know, I just don't equate like celebrating and having joy with like trashing buildings and cars. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't see why that's ever expected to be an accepted thing by anybody or even why it would be anything you would ever think of doing it's just it's beyond me um, maybe I'm just an old crotchety guy so yeah it's um, it's hard to say exactly what what and why but uh, uh, anyway yay for the Dodgers we'll, we'll celebrate peacefully and passively without destroying anything and that doesn't mean that I'm less of a fan it just means I'm not an idiot and uh, I was very happy to see the Dodgers win last night uh, Mookie Betts kind of sealed the deal by giving us a two-point lead or a two-run lead instead of a one-run lead um, but turns out we didn't need it they got all the way to the end and um, Julio Urias was pitching like like rockets he was just tearing up the the Rays batting lineup and he did he he went through three innings so he basically went through their entire lineup and he just he was he was flawless it was wonderful to watch and uh so go dodgers yeah go dodgers happy to see it happy 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 so um other things going on in the world apparently there's an election happening i don't know if anybody's noticed but uh i kind of getting tired of all those ads popping up i'm frankly would be happy when this election is over with and i can be done with ads this year, they've like even sprung up on my phone more than they did before. I keep getting texts from, hi, this is Kate from, you know, the, the fire department. Need you to support this. Or, hello, this is Joe. Please do that. And not even Biden, Joe. But, I mean, it's just a lot of local things seem to be doing text blasts, which uh, I find annoying. Uh, a lot of phones, you can set them up so that they don't make any noise unless the person who's texting or calling you is in your contacts. Otherwise, it just immediately goes to voicemail or the text sits there until you decide to look at it and I have my phone set up that way so you know I don't get annoyed by it but but when you uh, when it happens but you still eventually have to deal with it it's there it's on your phone you either have to you know look at the message or, or listen to the, the message and then decide what you're going to do with it 
and I'll be so happy when when election time is over and I quit g- keep quit getting bombarded with all of this stuff. It's uh, it's irritating, irritating. So, um, the uh, uh, you know we've talked a little bit about Apple TV Plus in a couple different places. They've got a documentary on with Bruce Springsteen. And it's actually pretty interesting if you have, if you're, especially if you're a Bruce Springsteen fan. I'm not particularly a big Bruce Springsteen fan, but I like music and I like the creation of music. And this is good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I got to tell you, I walked out of the state studio like I do, you know, the radio station like I do every day. And there is a restaurant across the parking lot. This is um, that 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 obviously is open for for breakfast. I mean, you can take out. I don't think that obviously nobody's doing dining in, but it smells so good in the parking lot. Imagine the smell of sausage and pancakes. Yeah, that's wafting the across the parking like. lot. Yes, that you have to walk out through to get to your car every day. It's like exactly. Oh. Yeah, and you immediately are much hungrier than you thought you were, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm like, oh, I want some of that. Yeah, 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 that's some good eats. Oh, it smells divine. Yeah, yeah. There's some some good food out there. I have, uh, I usually Skype in when we do our show, but I have come in and, and, and been in the studio, and I know what you're talking about. The, uh, besides the crazy gym people who park in the handicapped spots that we talked about yesterday, um, there is the smell of this delicious food being cooked. And you're like, oh, man, you know, can I yes. can I push off doing the podcast a little while and go eat breakfast? You know? exactly. <laughs> like, no, I have a commitment. Yes. <sighs> well, and, you know, I, I can't as good as it smells. I don't I'm tr- I'm doing my very, very best to um, avoid animal products entirely and so you know i'm i'm 98 percent plant-based every now and then i have something that has an animal product in it and uh, so obviously sausage is off the table but man it smells good yeah sausage and bacon um you know those things too i think that they're actually the smell is more more um is more involved in the enjoyment and appealing than the actual taste of the product, I mean, you eat it and it's kind of salty, and you know, but but it's like, oh, you, that the smell just gets you so involved with that. It's just crazy. Yes, it's like a hot. A fr- well, I like, I love coffee, but you know, um, uh, the smell of coffee in the morning. Um, if you get a really nice brew, it just smells so good. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, the, the the restaurant is called Terry's Diner, and if you're in Redlands, check out Terry's Diner. Because yeah, you know, and there's stuff. nothing on their menu that I can eat because nothing is vegan, nothing, and so and that's fine. You know, you don't have to cater to me, but it does smell really divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> even if you're not eating, it doesn't mean you can't stand outside and just inhale deeply. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You could probably have a cup of coffee. There you go. But I you only need creamer in it. I like yeah. I like a creamier coffee. I like I like a blonde uh-huh. coffee. And, so you have to bring um, your uh, your bring my uh, almond milk. milk, or right oatmeal milk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I so. like oat milk. It's a it's richer. Almond milk is really thin, uh-huh. and you know it it doesn't it doesn't have um, there's no richness to it at all. 
Um, whereas a soy milk or an oat milk um, has, they're both, they have a richness to them, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I've tried oh. a few of these substitutes and I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan, but to, that said, I'm also not a huge fan of just like milk, milk either. I don't drink milk very much. I did when I was a kid. Um, but I don't, and uh, and and I've actually taken to drinking my coffee black. So, you know, if if there's creamer handy, I might use it. But I tend to drink it black because you know there's a tons of calories and sugars and that stuff. And so you got to be careful when you when you make that coffee so delicious. It's also not particularly nutritious. Yes. <laughs> yes. So when you buy it at Starbucks, what you're really doing is buying a coffee milkshake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you're buying a, a bucket of sugar with a little bit of coffee flavoring. And, yes. and kind of a burnt coffee flavoring, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. you, but you get their blonde roast. If you get their blonde yeah. roast, it is not, um, uh, it is, does not taste burnt. It has not been, been yeah. roasted like. Yeah. They have a fairly you know. dark roast and a fairly, uh, that is their standard coffee is a pretty, pretty dark roast, which some yes. people say is richer. And, you know, and to me, it just tastes burnt. I, um. Uh, was it a year or two ago? We were uh, uh, your husband and my wife and I and you. We all went to Hawaii and we were on the Big Island in Kona, and we got to go visit one of the coffee uh, uh, growing facilities and coffee roasters. And uh, and they said that they, they felt like the best coffee that you could get was a medium roast, and and that made me feel good because right. it reassured my feelings. Was that the medium roast was the best best roast on the coffee anyway? Because dark roasts are just kind of nasty burnt. but They're yeah burnt. but uh you know to each their own you can do what you want you can drink what you want everybody is you know we're a free country at least for now <laughs> at least for now yes yeah yes you know speaking of being a free country um i, I don't know if you ever watch prager university videos um i like them a lot and and there's a recent one with dinesh D'Souza. never even heard of them um of Prager University? Yeah. Um, so it, it, they are usually about five minutes, and mm-hmm. they have speakers who are experts on various topics. Um, and, uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, go to YouTube. They're there. They're excellent. And the most recent one is featuring Dinesh D'Souza, who is, was in the – he's very, very politically active. Um, he was – he's a professor and um, was president of the King's College in New York, um, not to be uh-huh. confused with the one in, in the UK, but King's College in New York. And um, uh, he um, uh, is an economist. It's my understanding he, he was a professor of economics um, before he became a university president. So um, he's no longer president of, of the college, and that's a long story. But anyway, um, it talks about uh, how the difference between socialism, which is better, socialism or capitalism, Mm-hmm. And he broke it down as, uh, you know, that that capitalism is the most democratic form of economy. Sorry, I'm driving, as you know, and I was getting off the freeway. Yeah, so yeah you need to focus driving. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, focus a little bit on the road. Anyway, so that capitalism, capitalism is the most democratic uh, form of, of, of economics because each person essentially votes every time they spend their own money. So, you know, you... Mm-hmm. Um, you vote, you vote with your dollars to buy. You, when you pick a phone, you you picked the phone maker, Samsung or you know whatever, or Apple or whatever. When you buy that car, or you're voting with your with your dollars when you buy that Toyota or that Ford. Um, 
you know, whereas in a socialist society where they say you have to buy this one or you only have this choice, somebody is making that decision for you. And in the most totalitarian communist regimes, like in North Korea, they tell you everything. Like you t they tell you how to do your hair. They tell you how what you can yeah. eat or not eat. They tell yeah, you North Korea, you there's 12 approved male haircuts. Indeed. And that's not even that's not an exaggeration. That's the way it is there. Yeah. They yeah, tell that's you what, what job you can have from the from the day that you're born. They tell you where you're allowed to work. They tell you where you can travel. Um, and so uh, in, in a capitalistic free society, um, uh, you vote with your with your dollars and you vote with your feet, so to speak. So it was it is a really interesting um uh, way, I mean, certainly we, we hear that we're like, yeah, that's definitely true. But to the people who are proponents of socialism, um, and they and young people tend to be because of the, you know, indoctrination in schools. Um, this, you know, it, this makes a, a really salient, a really interesting point. So I recommend it. Go check it out. Um, uh, Prager University on YouTube, and there's hundreds of videos. Uh huh. So these are sort of like TED talks, but. But uh, they're professors who are doing the talking. Well, it is. It is so a little um, more vetting so, yeah, about so who's Dennis, doing the talk. Yeah. So Dennis Dennis Prager is a conservative talk show host, author, and um, uh, just pundit. And um, and I really like his show. He's he's very um, yeah. Fair. No, I'm I'm familiar with who he is. I just didn't know about this university. Yes. And so yeah. they have different, again, the videos are all about five minutes. They have different speakers in each one of those. Like um, when they're talking about climate change, they have um, climate scientist Bjorn Lomborg. And when they talk about, um, you know, race relations, they'll pick somebody who, who deals with the topic of race at a think tank and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's, it, they're interesting. I enjoy them. So yeah, yeah go, go check it out. When you get a chance to uh, check your texts, I just sent you both the male and female posters showing the approved North Korean haircuts. Oh By my the way, gosh. men are not allowed to cut their hair the same way as their fearless leader because that's a no-no. That's his haircut. And then why would they want to anyway? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's when you yes. when when you're you know that amazed by by one person, you really want to try to idealize the way that they're you know cut your hair like them and wear clothes like them and. You know, yes. I'm just saying. Yes. I, um, so I have been watching videos from uh, North Korean defectors, for um, and Yeonmi Park yeah. um, is, and I read her story, read her book. Um, I, I think it's because I want to live, or so I could live, or something like that. Is what it's called. She is remarkable. She defected when she was 13, and tells this harrowing tale of going to China, being sold. Um, into the, you know, uh, human trafficking sold. And then she escaped from that through Mongolia, got to South Korea, and then now she's in the United States. And um, her, she is so um, beautiful and articulate and passionate about um, advocating for her people in North Korea. It, her, her videos are really good, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've shared too that I, I, the, I, there's a great book called Bitter Winds by a gentleman named Harry Wu, and it's subtitled A Memoir of My Years in China's Gulag, and talks about what life life is like there if you're, if you say something the government doesn't like. Yeah. Yeah, you know we we take our freedom of speech for granted, 
nobody on the planet, nobody else has the level of freedom to say what we want like we do. Nobody. Even the, even Canada and the UK and the rest of Western Europe, there's lots of things that you cannot talk about. And um, uh, that is, that is, you know, in the United States, we have the freedom to say whatever we want. And we have to hold on to that. You have the right to say what you want here. Even if that's mm-hmm. what you want to say is rude and repugnant, you have the right to say it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's a freedom that we need to uh, protect with, with every means possible. Absolutely. Yes. You know, protect and defend the Constitution because the Constitution is what uh, gives you those rights and protects those rights. So, so anytime any politician says we're going to amend the Constitution, look at them with a little bit of a side eye and think about yes. what does that really mean and what is their motivation and what's the long term uh, risk that we have by making those changes. Because anytime we change it, even when we think we're doing it for the better, we need to be aware of what we're doing and what the impact might be uh, and listen to both sides because, you know, that's it. It has lasting impact. So um, just be aware. Yeah. And, you know, when they when there are there are groups out there and the left, the hard left does this. They equate speech with violence. Speech is not violence. It is not violence. And because they equate speech with violence, they they feel that that gives them the right to then curtail your ability to say what you want to say. And violence is violence. (laughs) Violence is violence. Now, you may what somebody says may anger you. It may offend you. It may upset you. It may be awful. um, But they like I said before, they have the right to say it. Um, Yeah. You know, you have and you don't have the right to be to, to be not offended. You know, no, that's, you that seems to there's there's so many people who feel like the, that if they get offended, that somehow their rights have been violated. Nope. You don't have a right to live your nope. life being unoffended, in, you know, and not, never hear anything offensive. And so, um, no. you know, you got to learn to just suck it up, buttercup. That's right. Yeah. You have a right to um, you have a right to uh, walk away if somebody offends you. Yeah. Right. Or respond. You know, you can talk back to them and discuss it. Maybe you can work it out if you actually tried. Hey, there's a thought. Have a conversation. Yeah. Anyway. um, So Prager University, check out their videos. I enjoy them very much. You know, they make you think. So you remember Saved by the Bell? Oh, yeah. Remember the TV show, Saved by the Bell with... uh, I do. Uh, I Zach, do. Zach Morris. Well, apparently they're rebooting it and they're bouncing them into the future on the Peacock ne- Network. It's going to start streaming November 25th. And somehow, Zach Morris is now governor. <laughs> oh, good There's been, Lord. They have, they have released a, a trailer of the, of the new show. Um, his responsibilities well. are... Talking on his uh, giant phone and pulling scams that would get a a brown person arrested. Literally, that's what they said. Okay, that's good. Yay, BuzzFeed for sharing that with me. Yeah, I'll watch that. Not, Uh, you know, Mark Mark Paul Gosseler is the name of the actor who played that role. He was in the the final seasons, the final several seasons of uh, NYPD Blue, and he did an excellent job. 
excellent yeah. job. So I don't know that I could go back and see him as that same character anymore. Yeah, I think it would be difficult. He, you know, he also um, did a show. There, they ran a couple seasons where he was uh, like an attorney, uh, sort of a, a dramedy type show. I couldn't for the life of me tell you the name of it. I'd probably have to do a, a search for him and see what he was in. But that was actually really good too. I think he's actually a very talented guy. Um, so, uh, and I think he is um, not going to be a regular on the new show. I think this is. Uh, because he's because he actually had a career after that show um he's going to uh be in and out on occasion so uh let's see if i can find the name of the show oh that he did boy he's done a lot of stuff he's a busy dude yeah he's a busy he is dude be in, he's yeah he's gonna have a reoccurring role in the new saved by the bell uh, he's actually in been in 23 episodes of mixed dish He's in Mixed Dish right now, which is the oh. Blackish spinoff. Um, I think he he's like somebody in the school where he he um, where he uh, goes. Happy ending. No, that's not it. Oh uh, no, that was Rosalie and Alice. I can't remember. Anyway. So um, apparently, maybe it's because it's ahead of the election and everybody's expecting unrest that uh, people are starting to hoard again. There's been a 3,400% uh, surge uh, in people stocking up in uh, pantry items, shelf-stable pantry huh. items. So um, dry cereal, canned soup, you know, that kind of stuff. Getting ready for it to get um, bad again. The prepper's yes. coming out in all of us. So, Yay! <laughs> get that toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that... that, that that I went to I, when I I went shopping earlier this week because we needed toilet paper. I was trying to find one of the big sets, like the big multiple rolls, and I couldn't find one. They were just they were just the small ones left. So yeah, yeah, the so people are getting nervous. So there goes the toilet paper again. The show I was thinking <laughs> of was Franklin and Franklin and Bash, Mark Paul ah. Gosler and uh, and and uh, Brecklin Meyer played the two lead characters, and they were sort of. Uh, snarky business uh, partners in this law firm. And it was sort wow. of a, like I said, drama comedy. It was actually kind of an interesting show, but I guess I it was on that, for... I don't think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, it was on for four seasons I on... Uh, I, think it was, I think it was a TBS show or something like that. TNT. So it aired on TNT. So you could probably go wow. find it on Hulu or something like that if you cared to, if you're so inclined. But... Uh, yeah, tis what it is. Anyway, yeah, the um, uh, the the whole prepping thing. I know you you like me are sort of a prepper light. I'm not like a prepper prepper. I'm not nuts about this stuff. But you know, I have an earthquake kit, and I made sure that I put enough stuff in there that you know I can, you know, grab and go pretty quickly, and and be able to uh, live off the grid if I needed to for a while. Um, but it's uh, you know not. Uh, I haven't gone crazy with it, you know, and I guess. Going crazy with it is just, you know, some people would probably look at me and say, oh, you've gone crazy. But then, you know, other people have gone completely insane. So, you know, crazy is is measured by, you know, I'm never crazy, but anybody who's further along than me is crazy. And those who are less far along than me aren't prepared. Right. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. So all a matter um, of perspective. 
so if, you know now I'm, I'm thinking maybe i need to go to the supermarket today and and buy yeah get know, a few bags of stuff. dried beans and <laughs> get some exactly. get some chicken soup exactly. and and some yeah you know when when the covid thing first hit that was one of the things that i did i had i think i've shared with people uh with our listeners before i had um totally accidentally gone to uh, uh, Costco and come home with a giant thing of toilet paper like right before it hit. And when I got home, I went to go put it in my little storage shed where I keep it and saw that there was a whole big giant thing in there. I didn't look before I left. And so I had two. So I was set in that front. So I didn't need that. But as the whole thing started, I went to the grocery store and bought um, soup and, and, uh, and some bags of dried beans and things that I could like leave in the pantry. And it's like, well, you know, if we get hungry, who knows how bad this is going to get, right? Um, uh, so I've got that stuff, and I don't feel compelled to go get more. You know, <laughs> my wife would look at me like, "Why do we need more dried beans? We're going to sit here and, and and you know fart all day. What what's the deal?" You know? <laughs> it's like, well, maybe I'll buy some Beano. Maybe I'll buy some. Yeah, maybe I'll buy some Beano. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I need to put in there with the dried beans. Just put it in the pantry right next to the beans. Uh, that's yeah. hilarious, Todd. <laughs> yeah, it's healthy. It's healthy, but it's like you know, at some point you look at those dried beans, going, "Am I ever really going to cook those?" <laughs> you know, yes, you, you cook a certain yes, number you of are, them. And you cook a certain. Yeah, and, and you know, as long as you've got electricity, because the fires haven't knocked that out, um, that instant pot's a great way to cook beans. It's a fantastic way to cook beans. So, yeah, and I think now that it's it's cooling down for the fall, we people should should plant their uh, their victory gardens. You know, yeah. uh, then, you know, have vegetables that they don't have to rely yeah, on. Get your fall now, it's not going to be dead next. What was that? Well, I was just saying, yeah, you got to get those those fall, uh, the fall gardens going right. You know, you can do lots exactly. of uh, po- potatoes Squash and carrots and, and tubers and things like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I need to do something like that because my summer, my summer garden just died. I don't know what it was. We had um, an attack of these little, like, uh, well, yeah, that, yeah, really, really hot, and we live in a desert. Yeah, that part I got. But um, we had these, like, little uh, uh, infestations of things that were making, like, little um, webs, but they weren't spiders. And I did some reading, and I think we had a lot of, they're called red spider mites. They're very tiny, and they will bite you and give you, like, a mosquito bite if you're not careful. Um, And once I kind of figured out what was going on, I did some treatments to kind of take take knock them back but they were killing a lot of plants and 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 uh, some of our, our shrubbery has gone brown um before i figured out what was going on um and what they were you know it's like but suddenly one day it's like there's these little webs all over the place and it's like oh my gosh uh where did these kept come getting from these little, yeah yeah and you get these little bites on you know it's like i didn't see any mosquitoes where the heck is that coming from you know and so I uh, had to do a little hunting around. I know my dogs were getting itchy. I think they were getting bit as well. So, um, yes, it, it, is, it is a little, gardens are a little bit of work. And, yeah, and you want to take care of your pets. So so uh, keep the, the little critters off the beasties and you're, and you're good. <laughs> beasties being the dogs. <laughs> the uh, dogs, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, um you know, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous about next week when, you know, uh, you know, if, if it takes longer than a couple of days to get the returns back, or if it takes, you know, if they're, if, I don't know, I think some people are going to act out. Like I've said before, I think there's going to be, mm-hmm. there's going to be some unrest and, 
You know, I'm feeling a little. I think so. Nervous about that. I th- I think that's actually a, a fair and reasonable response is to have some anxiety about what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I think there's always a certain amount of anxiety around any time of an election for those that are invested in, in the politics of it. But this time it seems like there's just, um, you know, some concerns, like you said, for people acting out, like whichever side loses is not going to take it well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, whichever side wins is going to be fine. They're going to be like, yeah, see, told you. You know, and I think the the worst possible thing is that it's going to be like super, super tight. And then they're going to find some mailman somewhere, dumped some ballots or something like that. And that's just going to cause mayhem. Yeah, I yes, I'm I'm a little um, I'm a little worried about that. And I speaking of buying things, I want to remind everybody that um, the nonprofit, whatever nonprofit organization you like, right? You know that that you like to support for whatever cause is important to you. Um, nonprofits are are struggling right now. Donations are down because mm-hmm. people aren't uh, working, and uh, or they're working fewer hours, or they're fearing that they're going to be laid off work, and so they're not spending as much, and or they're not donating as much rather. And um, and so it, when you do your Christmas shopping, go to smile.amazon.com and and pick your favorite charity and support them that way doesn't cost you anything such extra. an easy thing to do such yes. an easy thing to do yes yes and yeah um, yeah so that you that you yeah can pick a charity pick a charity whatever's important to you <laughs> no no no. it's okay i just you know whatever no I, I spoke and it sounded important. like i kind of threw you off so are we getting that delay again? <laughs> no. I think we're talking over each other. Oh, no. I think we are, too. I think we are, too. So, um, anywho, uh, I just wanted to remind people that that's an option. Because uh, the, the nonprofits are, it's, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough time for, to be raising money. Um, you know, people are scared, so they're not donating. Um, or they've lost their job and they can't donate. So, yeah. and those, the nonprofit sector really uh, does a whole lot of work that needs to be done in a, in society, you know, from helping seniors to, uh, to pets, to, uh, children and homeless and, you know, everything in between environmental issues, whatever, whatever suit there's, a, there's a nonprofit out there to meet your needs, whatever those needs are, like their, your desire to help needs. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anything that you have, um, you know, any kind of caring or passion about, you can find a, a nonprofit that that addresses that issue, and they all are in need of help and support right now. So, um, and I, this smile on Amazon. I mean, Amazon's going to make certain a number of donations uh, anyway as a tax deduction for their business, um, and they've set this up so that you can direct where those donations go. You know, you can say, "Hey, this is what I care about," and it's. Um, uh, it's it's really cool way to make a difference for a lot of uh, different uh, charities. One that as, as a swim coach, I've always uh, liked uh, Charity Water because they help bring clean drinking water to the underprivileged around the world. And uh, you know, when I've got a bunch of kids swimming in a giant pool of crystal clear, beautiful, clean water, and people have to go to these these horrible drinking holes that are shared with all the wild animals in the area, and there's feces and stuff in it. Um, that's just, it's, it's embarrassing the riches that we have, uh, and that we, you know, feel like we need to help. And so that's always been a passion of mine is trying to help and get clean water to people. 
Um, but there's lots and lots of other charities that do great work and need help. So pick one. Yes. Yes. Pick one. So. Yeah. Pick one. So um, let's see. I was trying to find what else was going on here. And I keep pulling up this stupid wiki page for Franklin and Bash, which is says the same thing always. Hey, it starred Bricklin Meyer and Mark Paul Gosler. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that hasn't changed. Surprise, surprise. Same old, same old, right? Um, let's see. He told sisters to wear masks. He was stabbed 27 times. Oh, my apparently gosh. Those sisters, apparently those sisters were somewhat violent. You think? Uh, yeah, Jessica Hill, 21, and Jayla Hill, 18, are accused, accused of attempted murder. Apparently that didn't kill him. Uh a security guard for Chicago stores recovering from dozens of stab wounds after prosecutors say two sisters confronted him over being told that they had to wear face masks. Per the Chicago Tribune, Cook County prosecutors said in court Tuesday that 18-year-old Jayla and her sister Jessica, 21, were at Snipes Shoe Store on Sunday around 6 p.m. just before closing. They were asked to leave by the security guard for refusing to use hand sanitizer or wear face coverings to keep COVID-19 at bay. Jayla Hill began recording their interaction with her cell phone, noting the 32-year-old guard that she was calling someone to come kick his ass. Oh he God. then reached. He then reached for her phone when things apparently got physical. Huh. She first wow. grabbed a nearby trash can and started hitting the 270-pound, six-foot-five guard in his face. Then prosecutors say both sisters started punching before Jayla held on to his hair to immobilize him while his sister Jessica stabbed him 27 times in his arms, neck, and back with a small knife concealed in a comb. Prosecutors note that the guard finally broke free and was able to keep the suspects inside until police arrived. He was taken to a nearby hospital where he was treated with for puncture wounds. So apparently it was a small knife, so it didn't like they weren't like you know gashing at him with a with a giant Bowie knife or anything. But uh, she the, the sisters have been denied bail, thank God, um, and they were charged with first uh, attempted first degree murder. Yeah, well, the women's defense attorney is saying they both have bipolar disorder and were, quote, overcharged during the attack and that they acted yeah. in self-defense. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, you know there's going to be security camera video in the store, <laughs> um, and we'll see how much defending they were doing. But, uh, yeah, the judge said that it was a, the complete randomness of this is terrifying. Can you imagine? Yeah. Poor guy. I, I, no, I can't. I, I, wow. Put on a mask. Good Lord. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what, what the heck? Why is that worth stabbing somebody and risking somebody's life? Because I don't want to. Yes. Wow. Wow. So have you, you watched know, we, Saturday night? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, we've talked about people's rights to say what they want to say and, and, you know, we're free in this country. We are free in this country. But, you know, a store is a private entity and they can set the rules about how you interact on their property with it, you know, and, and if you don't want to do that, then don't go there. You know? Yeah. They have That's the freedom true. to set the rules as to how they're going to do business. Yes. And if they say you have to wear a mask like every grocery store on the planet right now, um, I don't know about shoe stores, but apparently they also had the rule to say mask. Uh, it's like, holy moly, people. Anyway, you started to ask me about what? 
have you been watching SNL um, with Jim Carrey doing um, Joe Biden? You know, I go back and I watch it online afterwards because I'm just old and don't stay up that late. We get up early for this show. <laughs> so even on weekends, I'm used to getting up earlier now, so I don't stay up for Saturday Night Live. Uh, well, I but watch he's on, been phenomenal. I watch him on, yeah, YouTube. I thought he's been doing a great job. Um, uh, but apparently, uh, Rob Harvia at Ringer um, says that uh, uh, that it, he doesn't. He, he thinks it's not working at all. Um, his impressions are just falling flat. He says that Carrie is one of the most overwhelming comedians of this generation. Um, you don't play Jim. You don't pay Jim Carrey to disappear into a role. You pay him. You pay him to explode that role entirely, like Chessburster from Alien. And in this case, he's supposed to be portraying the calmer of our two presidential candidates. Um, and uh, you know, he's he's not a calm guy, and so it's coming off as rather strange. I, just, I think I that's disagree. a complete misrepresentation. I do too. You know, he's not a calm guy. Well, the characters he's played haven't been calm in the past. But, you know, if you actually meet the man, he's just a guy. And, in fact, I've seen him in interviews, and he seems like he's a very uh, introspective and thoughtful and calm guy. He's everything. He, he's the exact opposite of the characters that he plays. And, and you know, being an actor, he can play other. I think he's doing a great job. I think that's just a I, complete miss. Yes. Yes. And yeah. he says he says that. He's a monkey tasked with playing a tortoise. Well, he's an actor tasked with playing a role, you know. Yeah. So it's it's just weird. It's weird. I think he doesn't like the yeah. fact that that his candidate is being lampooned. I think that's the issue with the. Uh, I with think the that's office. part of it. Yeah, that. Well, and I think he also is saying that hey, Jim Carrey's played all these kind of wacky and crazy roles before. How come he's playing this calm, sedate role now? And it's like, well, because he's an actor and he took a, that role. And, I, you know, if you're going to be critical, criti be critical of what he's doing, not critical of the fact that he's doing something different than you're used to seeing him do. Because exactly. that's really what the complaint is, is that I'm used to seeing him do all these things and he's not behaving that way now. And I'm like, well, yeah, that would be inappropriate for this role. So, yes. yeah, I think that I, I think there's <laughs> the basis for this criticism is just completely uh, wrong. Wrongheaded. Bizarre, yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think you're right. I think that um, that there's also a sense of defensiveness because he's making fun of the guy that he likes. Yes. And so. Well, that's what Saturday Night Live does, guys. That's what they've always yeah. done. That's what they will always do. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jim Carrey's trying to line up a regular gig so that if Biden wins, he's got something to do on Saturday nights for the next couple of years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, come exactly. on. That's, it comes down to commerce, buddy. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, have you? I, I know this is a very invasive question. Have you done your colorectal cancer screening? How, when? When How you often? Were, when you were fifty? Ever? <laughs> Ever? Yes. Yes, okay. I actually did it prior to fifty. Uh, but yes. I have done that. It's so, so much fun. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's actually not bad anymore. It's not bad. It's, it's okay. There, there's not quite anything like some go lightly, baby. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. Not necessarily a colonoscopy, but just the colorectal. Um, colorectal exam. Right. Well, not even an exam. You just, they just do a, a, a screening, you know, from oh. your, from your poop. 
they do a, you know, uh-huh. so that's what you said. A stool for, sample, as they a politely stool say. Sample. Thank you. So, and we're not talking backed, about a footstool. <laughs> no, a government-backed task force says that with the cases of colon and rectal cancer steadily rising among younger people, it is lowering the recommended recommended starting age for colorectal cancer cancer screening from 50 to 45. So, if the proposal oh, cool. from the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force is finalized, which is expected to happen around a month from now, uh, insurers will be required to cover their early screening. Um, and I, I, I think that that's, I think that's good. The National Cancer Institute yeah. said, while the overall colorectal cancer deaths are decreasing, cases rose by 51 percent between 94 and 2014 in people under 55. Deaths in that age group grew 11 percent from 05 to 15. Um, so, yeah. well, the deaths growing is not a good thing, but the actual like people that, you know, uh, colorectal cancer is, is one of the nastier ones and there was a fairly high death rate. So if that's been improving overall, that's awesome. And if, uh, you know, and they always say with cancer, it doesn't matter what kind, always say early detection is the key to successful treatment. And yes. so why you wouldn't check earlier and why magically when you turn 50, cause we're all different, you know, that maybe is the average, but what happens if you happen to be the guy who's, or the woman who's, who's you know, not the average, they should be checking sooner. So, you know, this is what Chadwick Boseman uh, died of, and he was only 43. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, For people who don't recognize that name, he played Black Panther. Um, And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's that's scary. And it's especially scary for, uh, I guess, African-American men are in the highest risk category. And so if you Mm -hmm. are a person of color, it is it's especially important that you do those screenings. It is absolutely, you know, it's uh, um, men tend to be reticent and sort of taking care of themselves. You know, I know I've had doctors chastise me for saving up ailments and then coming in with a list instead of like just coming in when I have an issue. And doctors like, you know, don't do that. Don't be such a guy. Just, you know, come in when you're having an issue, when something hurts or something, you know, just come in. Don't like come in and go, well, you know, this elbow's out. And then I crick my neck a couple of weeks. You know, it's like, don't come in. Don't save up your issues. Take care of yourself. Yes. While you're there. It's like the old adage of like, you know, have your car go to your dealership for an oil change once a year. Because while they're there, they will knock out any like outstanding um, um, uh, recall things. Like there might be, you know, uh, I, I had a car that had a uh, recall on a little attachment underneath the seat that they said some of them were getting hot and melting and causing fires. And so they replaced it. And, you know, I went in for an oil change and they went, yeah, that was a recall. So we just replaced it while you were here. And, uh, same thing when you go into the doctors, it's like, you know, uh, you, you go in for an ailment, don't save up a ton of ailments. Just when you have one, go in because they'll kind of give you a once over. And if there's something else going on, they'll kind of just give you a heads up and say, Hey, you know, we need to go do a test because this, this mole looks funny or something like that. Uh, it's just good, personal hygiene generally yeah um so just take care of yourself that's 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 the the thing actually i need to go in and and get my flu shot and get a shingles shot and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. um uh you know and i i just haven't had time to go in gotta make time yeah the shingles shot is one of those of a certain age again then they'll do them to cover them but they don't do it before that because it doesn't generally doesn't come out but boy uh go get the shot you do not want shingles and so many people were exposed to that when they were kids and uh and and it comes back as you know was it it was chicken pox as kids and as as an adult it comes comes back as shingles and uh 
the shingles is is nasty so um yeah get that shot that's well worth the, the trouble um and uh yeah i got my flu shot everybody should go get their flu shot especially at this time you don't want to find that you catch the uh, uh you know have a mild case of the flu which lowers your uh, immune system and then because of that you end up catching covid so it's like maybe just go get the flu shot even if you don't normally do it this year's the year you probably want to do it just to be on the safe side you know exactly. and it's usually covered by insurance it'll cost you nothing or at the most it'll cost you 10 bucks i mean it's it's you know, and of course everybody's in different situations, but I mean, it's, it's flu shots are available all over the place. I get mine at my, where I pick up my prescriptions at my drugstore. My drug, the, the pharmacist gives you the flu shot quick and quick and easy. Didn't cost me a dime. Is that Walgreens? Uh, no, mine is inside of Albertsons. So it's a save on. Oh, okay. Um, it's just easy because it's the grocery store because you're there going, getting groceries pretty regularly anyway. So you know, easy to pick up a prescription, easy to get your injection, uh, and they're friendly professional pharmacists there who will take care of you. So, but yeah, you can go to a Walgreens or a CVS or Rite Aid just as easily, uh, or you can do it at your doctor's office, whatever you're more comfortable with. Hey, did you ever yep. watch the show Dexter? Yes. So apparently, there will be a return of your favorite serial killer. Really? At least for a little while. Yeah, they're bringing back Dexter with Michael C. Hall uh, for a for for a ten episode return. I don't know if they'll roll that into more, but they're going to basically do like a, 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 a carry on season. Yep. Cool. So uh, yeah, Hollywood Reporter uh, has announced that the you know the series finale was in 2013 uh, after eight seasons and. Uh, they kind of left things a little bit open-ended uh, with Dexter Morgan faking his own death and turning up in the Pacific Northwest as a lumberjack. And so um, they've kind of envisioned the original uh, uh, creator, um, whose name is Phillips. Uh, what's his last name? Uh, I can't find it here. Anyway, oh, Clyde Phillips. Anyway, he left after the first four seasons, and he's kind of come back and gotten involved and... Uh, and he's involved, you know, with, with creating this. He said that he had always kind of envisioned that the show would end with Dexter about to be executed for his slew of murders with all of his victims watching from the gallery. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but, it, well, of course, they're, his victims they're are dead, dead, so this would be... Yeah, but, yeah so I don't, I'm not sure whether that would be some sort of, like, dream sequence or what, but anyway, it's not clear who else is going to join the cast other than Michael C. Hall, but uh, it's set, production is, start, is set to start in early 2021 with the show uh, uh, hopefully debuting in the fall. So, again, with, with COVID issues, we'll see how that production goes about, whether or not they're able to get that done in the timeline that they... It seems like a lot of stuff is back to happening, but, they're, but the timelines are a little extended because they're going a little slower as they you know, put space between people when they're doing things. Um, but, uh, um, you know, Dex, it, it's just, it's one of those like wickedly evil shows, but it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was interesting to watch and a lot of, had a lot of fans. So, so cool. They're coming that, back and doing another season. We are completely out of time, Todd. Yes, we are. We got to go. Thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you or at least talk to you or talk at you tomorrow <laughs>
Thank you.